After 7 p.m., you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our wrap of the top business stories, and I'm joined tonight to take a look at the latest out in the world of money and power, joined by market analyst Jimmy Moyaha. Jimmy, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Ryan. Good evening to our listeners. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure. I hope you're well. I can't complain. Hope yeah. you're well, too. Good, good, good. Uh, I guess uh, circumstances permitting, you know, with... Uh, all of the problems that we have. And uh, I want us to start where the source of much of our problems is, and that's ESCOM. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess some work here by EE Business Intelligence, uh, Chris Yelland and uh, his cohort there, uh, showing that uh, ESCOM uh, received what uh, at the time was punted as a emergency donation from Petro SA, received diesel that uh, was sold at a, a significant premium. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, this is not this is not the first occurrence um, between uh, the, the Petro SA Escom relationship, and it really is quite bizarre. But I mean, to, to, to the point that you make, uh, the, mm. the value there was about was about fifty million liters um, valued at about one point three billion rand. Uh, that was at about a one rand per liter premium in November of twenty twenty two. But what's interesting and what is more concerning, I think, around all of this is if you look at the contract prices with uh, between ESCOM and its other um, petrol or diesel suppliers, uh, guys like Shell and Engine, on average, Petro SA charges three rand more than um, the other suppliers. And, and this is it's basically a state-owned entity charging itself a premium. And it's, it's, I, I need you to help me make sense of it because I, it doesn't make sense to me, so maybe you can make it make sense. Uh, <laughs> but basically, one SOE is... Uh, overpricing and overcharging another mm. SOE, and both are still making a loss. Well, you see, this, this for me, I guess, is is the sort of conundrum of it all, right? Uh, that uh, in an emergency situation, you would expect uh, that uh, SOCs, which are effectively have the own or well the same shareholder, uh, would be able to find a way to, you know, I guess, give each other relief or some concessions uh, on the commercial rates. Uh, but uh, what becomes quite clear is that uh, in this case, that has not happened. And I recall, Jimmy, you know, earlier on uh, last year, around the start of 2022, probably around this time, actually, uh, speaking to the spokesperson at ESCOM and really asking, you know, at the time, the Ukraine crisis was gathering steam. And we asked the ESCOM spokesperson to say, you know, what, what are some of the risk management things that you have in place? Because if you're using your OCGTs a lot more, you're burning more diesel, you know, the Ukraine crisis is triggering an upward outlook on fuel prices. Where's your hedge? Are you hedging? Are you trying to protect yourself from some of the, you know, uh, pricing risk associated with using more diesel? And um, I remember getting, I guess, an answer that will come back to you. We got a voice note and I guess we were none the wiser thereafter whether those things were in place. And it's clear to, for all to see now that uh, that kind of uh, pricing risk management wasn't in place. Absolutely wasn't in place and continues to not be in place because if you look at, as I said, the, the contract pricing just between Petro SA, Shell, and over the last, mm. over this current financial year, the financial year ends at the end of March and we're projecting to have spent 22 billion rand instead of the 6 billion. So already that is an over expenditure, but on top of that, the bulk of the fuel is coming from Petro SA. I mean, at least most of it is coming from Petro SA, and you're only going to give a concessionary discount once in a while, but you're still going to charge a premium. And, I mean, if, if you look at the 
the, the shareholder side of it as well. That's also not happening. That's not helping the situation. You look at the Department of Public Enterprises that is the shareholder in both entities, and they're shifting the blame, saying, no, speak to ESCOM, it's not on us, and, and, and the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is also saying something else and all of that. But if you look at ESCOM's situation, the reason they applied for a wholesale license mm. was to get around this. But now, if you give ESCOM the wholesale license and they have the authority to buy diesel offshore, Petro SA will probably cease to exist because they will no longer be able to plug the hole that they're trying to plug through their other SOE. So it, it's not really helping the situation. It's not making anything better. Mm. And if anything, I find it extremely ironic that of all of the entities to bail out Petro SA, it's, it's ESCOM that's doing the bailing out. It just yeah. seems a bit ironic. 